0: Ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition, I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's going to be resurrected this Sunday, it's Captain Tams.
1: Only after four days
0: that is right tips. because this Sunday coming to you live JWF Resurrection live on the Fight Boys YouTube channel and Tim's we got a heck of a card for the Captain's Championship Scotty Moore defending against Big Cyrus Crane we've got the man's man Chuck Gibbons hoping to climb that mountain and defeat the King of the Hill Robert Hill for the JWF Championship and we got Val Curry Iana I mean this is a stat
1: card if I've ever seen one of course it is Sills we had an amazing Russell Palooza this year and it is only fair to follow it up with a fantastic resurrection to start our new season off the right way that's right, and one match
0: I did not mention is, of course, the Tag Team Championships, which will be on the line when the team of Hollywood Holcher and Danny Roanoke, the Roanoke boys, face off against Bananas in Pajamas. Now, Tibbs, we've seen in the past, they went toe-to-toe at WrestlePalooza, went in the favor of Bananas in Pajamas, but this time, there may prove to be an advantage if Hollywood Holcher can
1: win this opening bout. Absolutely, Sills. Winner of this bout, their team gets to choose the stipulation for their match at Resurrection. So, Sills, you know they're gonna be
0: wanting this one real bad. That's right, and as you can see, Hollywood Holter taking on Joey Pajamas. One half of each team going at it. That bell goes. ding it! look at look at Joey Pajamas. Immediately beginning the match, showboating around the
1: ring, dancing. Now, look at this kid. I don't need Sills. I, I don't know how they're so unstoppable, honestly, but damn it, they keep winning. That's right,
0: damn idiot doesn't know if he's in a wrestling match or a strip club, but oh, that big uppercut from Holcher seems to have smartened him up. What do you think, Tibbs? Going off the ropes. Oh, Holcher dropping down. Leapfrog. Oh, beautiful scoop slam laying out pajamas. Going for an early pinfall as Holcher won. Oh, Joey can't get out before even the
1: count of two. Uh, Of course it is, so this is a very quick, very fast-paced beginning of the match. It's very interesting seeing uh, Joey without a Johnny.
0: That is right but look at this you can see Holcher quickly turning things into that abdominal stretch on Joey but Tibbs you know if Pajamas has that one thing it's that wingspan he's got those big shoulders and ooh shows him off right there with that beautiful hip toss before oh a massive drop kick to the side of the head you can see Pajamas now wasting no time before just wrenching back on the neck of Holcher and Tibbs that is a smart move we know Hollywood Holcher he likes to fly around the ring he likes those big maneuvers Keep Keeping him grounded might be the wisest move for Joey right
1: now. I have to agree, Sills, and Joey, he's got the ability to do it. His arms look like they belong only on the Jersey Shore. That's right, but now look at this, Joey, oh my god, just sending Holcher's head
0: flying into that mat before, oh what is the tag team champion thinking, now going to the top rope and oh my god! Whip for an elbow drop, but look at that. Holcher bounced back to his feet, hit a massive drop kick. Both of those men just collided in midair, and now both men are down. tips. now it's just a matter of who can get back to their feet
1: first. Absolutely, Sills, so. so you got to get back to your feet, maybe go for a cover, but one of these guys has got to wake up. That's right, you see Holcher now
0: finally getting back to his senses, just crawling over Joey, putting an arm over him, can't even hug the leg, one. Oh, barely kicking out is Joey pajamas after that vicious drop kick in midair. And Tibbs Holcher, you can see, he looks like he just saw a ghost. He doesn't know what he's got coming next.
1: Absolutely not. I think Holcher thought that this was over now, but it looks like pajamas have proved different. That is right, but it looks like Holcher back to his feet, getting ready to fight him off with a
0: big lariat and a second. Ooh, went for thirds, but Joey ducking under, rushing towards those ropes, but oh my God. Connects with another beautiful dropkick is Hollywood Holcher. And it looks like Hollywood sending Joey to the outside of the ring before bouncing off the ropes. Top bank on Hero from Hollywood. Wait, wait, what the hell? Tim, that that's Johnny Bananas. That's Johnny Bananas, the tag team partner of Joey. He just shoved Holcher into the ringside steps. The, the tag partners were supposed to be banned in this match. Absolutely, he's not even
1: supposed to be out here. That should be a disqualification right there. Well, unfortunately, it looks
0: like Joey Pajamas getting ready to, to take advantage of that assault, just dragging Hollywood back into the ring, falling into that pinfall. One, two, th- whoa, Hollywood! Hollywood kicked out! Hollywood kicking out at the last minute, but it looks like Joey not having it, just placing Holter's face against that turnbuckle, and oh, just. Picking his face off. Oh, but Pajama's backing up for that big leg lariat. That move that has won him the title in the past. But no! Hulcher! Hulcher catches him in mid-air! Catches him in mid-air! Hollywood Hills! beautiful backbreaker in the center of the ring. Look at the strength of the Holcher being able to catch him in that powerbomb position before transitioning into a beautiful backbreaker. Falls into the pinfall. One, two, three, and Tibbs, just like that, Hollywood Holcher has earned himself a big opportunity this Sunday because, hey, they get to choose the stipulation for their match at
1: Resurrection. And it is a well-deserved victory, Sills. I, the Hollywood Holter that was in this company a year ago, he wouldn't have been able to pull that off. But you can see the skill and the strength that he has learned in that last year and just how effective he can be in singles competition. And Sills, I think that they can bring it to the tag team action. That is
0: right, but oh, wait a minute, look at this. Looks like Hollywood has grabbed himself a microphone we may have a, a message from Hollywood Hulcher. We may not have to wait till Sunday. He may want to let us know what that stipulation is right now. Oh, oh,
2: man! Hey, bananas in pajamas. You know what? If tonight proved anything, it's that I
1: can't keep both of you out of my hair to save my life. I can't keep you out of my business. So that made me realize. At this Sunday, I'm not gonna try to keep you out of my business. I'm gonna lock you in with me. This Sunday at JWF Resurrection Roanoke Boys versus Bananas in pajamas inside a steel cage, man. Well, Tibbs, an emphatic statement right there
0: from Hollywood Holcher. We are going to see a steel cage match this Sunday as the Roanoke boys take on uh, Bananas in Pajamas. And Tibbs, let's not forget... Danny Roanoke, Hollywood Hulcher, those men are no strangers to steel cages. I mean, last year they had an epic best of seven series that ended in the heck in a set. Quite possibly, if you took a steel cage, multiplied it by 11,
1: that's what they were in. Absolutely, Silves. And to Hollywood Hulcher's point, that is, uh, that is going to be advantageous to the Roanoke boys, locking bananas in pajamas in with them. It's not only going to... Uh, it's not only going to be affecting to them psychologically, having to fight the Roanoke boys constantly. The Roanoke boys can just outpace Bananas in Pajamas physically at every turn. That is right, but talking about a man who has been
0: outpaced every step of the way for these past few weeks. Let's talk about our captain's champion, Scotty Moore. Uh, a man who had a crowning moment at Wrestlepalooza, became the second ever triple crown champion in this company's history, but ever since, Scotty has been struggling to get his footing as a champion, and it's all thanks to the man he will be facing this Sunday, Big Cyrus Crane, and his manager, Lawrence Whitney.
1: Absolutely, sells. So. This is gonna be a car crash.
0: That is right. I mean, we know Big Cyrus has that size advantage but Scotty is a wily veteran. In fact, last week, Scotty Moore, his influence in that tag team match is what allowed Big Cyrus to be pinned by Chuck Gibbons. Scotty Moore knows those clever workarounds to get what he wants in a match but If Lawrence Whitney has his way, and if Big Cyrus can impose that big figure, it may be all over before he can even begin to celebrate for the captain's champion.
1: Of course, Sylvs, we saw last week, it was hard for Scotty Moore to try to get Big Cyrus down. He was trying to attack him directly, and it did not work.
0: That is right, but for right now, Lawrence Whitney is backstage with one of our top interviewers, so why don't we hear what Lawrence has to say.
1: Hello, everybody. Honeypot McRubberboy here with Big Cyrus Crane, the man who is set to face off against Scotty Moore this Sunday for the JWF Captain's Championship and his manager, Lawrence Whitney. Now, Lawrence, you specifically requested this interview time. Uh, Can you explain why? Oh,
0: well, simply to take it away from Scotty Moore. just so I didn't have to have another episode of this show that was unlistenable because that idiot decided he wanted to come out and ramble on about the good old days of wrestling or talk about how great his little JXT show is and try his best to get this idiotic crowd back on his side after years of betraying them and mocking them. But believe me, I'm not as simple-minded as those idiots in those seats, Scotty. I've seen what you are, and I've seen the kind of monster you can be. Which is why I brought my own monster to this fight. Big Cyrus Crane. And this monster will throw you around that ring like a child's plaything, Scotty. This monster will rip you apart and expose you to the world as a fraud, as an imbecile, as a man that's barely worth the gaudy tights he wears to the ring. And after all of that, we won't just be taking your interview time away from you. We'll be taking your JWF Captain's Championship because a couple of weeks ago, you, you said this thing. I really liked it. You referred to yourself as the gateway to the future. And if you're the gateway to the future, Scotty, the future's coming sooner than you think well tibbs apparently lawrence whitney i mean we know lawrence has had a vendetta against scotty moore for the longest time i mean we of course know scotty moore uh, he broke up lawrence whitney from his former tag team that he used to manage in the form of the blockbusters scotty moore then forced him to fight legion in a three-on-one handicap match we know scotty moore can be brutal and lawrence whitney has told him many a time that his
1: check is coming due but maybe that check is due this sunday at resurrection And Sills, I couldn't think of anybody better to cash that check on Scotty more than Big Cyrus Crane. I think that's what Lawrence Whitney's whole reasoning is behind bringing him in to do this.
0: That's right. Big Cyrus Crane, the star in our developmental division, came through, absolutely ran a tear through that entire division, becoming the JXT champion, dominating, being undefeated. But speaking of undefeated champions in our developmental territory, why don't we talk about the warrior princess, Ayana? who, of course, this Sunday will be attempting to claim the JXT Women's Championship from the goddess
1: of the sea herself, Valkyrie. Of course, Sils this is a, a match that has been a long time coming. Another rematch, if you will, of JXT. Valkyrie versus Ayana, All the Marvels that is
0: right and of course we know the history of these two Val Curry defeating Ayana in her first night in the company after Ayana had been on a wild undefeated streak and of course Val Curry having this dominant career but never really being able to get one over on Ayana again and of course that led to a big chip on her shoulder and last week Ayana made it clear if you don't see it clear this Sunday if you don't get that chip off your shoulder that title is coming home to her and you know something Tibbs I got to agree with her
1: Yeah, absolutely, Sils. It definitely makes sense. A chip on your shoulder can be a good motivator, but Sils, a lot of times, it's like horse blinders. You can't see the forest for the trees. That is
0: right, but for right now, Valkyrie is in our ring, and after Ayata's words last week, I'm sure she has a message for the Warrior Princess. Let's have a listen.
3: Before I even get going, I'd like to ask my opponent for this Sunday to come out to the ring.
0: Well, Tibbs, it appears as if Valkyrie coming out to the ring calling out her opponent for this Sunday. I'm not exactly sure what she's getting at, but... Oh, listen to that. That is the music of the warrior princess Ayana coming out to the ring. And Tibbs, I'll be damned, she looks just as confused as us. Why don't we go down and hear what Valkyrie has to say?
3: No, no, it's okay. I'm not calling you out here for a fight or a brawl or anything like that. I'm calling you out here to make one thing perfectly clear with you. Last week you stood in this ring and you told me, you told the world, that I blamed others for my losses. I blamed others for my shortcomings. And I need you to understand that that is far from the truth. Every single loss, I take to heart. Every single loss, I watch back and I studied, and I found out what I did wrong. But you also need to realize, being a five-foot-three woman in a division with giants like you means I got shoved to the back of the line a lot more times than you realized. Even when our coaches tried desperately to get me an opportunity, some prettier, shinier thing would come along and I'd get forgotten again. And that made me realize that I couldn't rely on anyone other than myself to get me where I deserved to be. That made me realize I had to fight harder and withstand more punishment than anyone else on that roster. I realized I had no choice. I had no choice but to fight my way to being unforgettable, an option you never had to worry about. No, you're the six-foot-tall warrior princess. You were the Goliath of our division, and no one ever had to worry about overlooking you, did they? You see, last week, you told me to get rid of this chip on my shoulder or else I'd lose this title, but you don't understand. This chip on my shoulder is why I won this title in the first place. This chip on my shoulder here, it reminds me that no matter how hard I fight, And no matter how much I endure, there will always be someone like you there to try and overshadow me and take my spot. This chip on my shoulder represents grit. It represents determination. It represents exactly why I deserve this belt on my shoulder. So this Sunday at Resurrection, be prepared to feel exactly how I felt our entire time in developmental. Small. Insignificant. Merely a stepping stone in the path of a real champion.
0: Well, Tibbs, uh, Valkyrie making it clear right there. Uh, Everything that Ayana did to Valkyrie in developmental is about to get done to her tenfold at resurrection. And let me tell you something, that is going to be some brutality in that ring between those two.
1: I have to say so, Sills. I mentioned before, a good chip on your shoulder can be a hell of a motivator. And if Val Curry is using that chip on her shoulder uh, like that, then she has a clear path to victory but speaking of a man
0: who's had a chip on his shoulder tips why don't we talk about Gazi, the nightmare a man who for the entire year ever since he debuted last year at summerfest has been struggling to get his footing and he's been blaming everybody else and now and of course we know at wrestlepalooza the debuting papa bliss came out and Ghazi th- saw that as an insult, saw that as, I've worked all year to get in this match, and Papa Bliss just gets inserted
1: to it, and ever since, Ghazi's been taking out that aggression on Papa Bliss. Well, Sylvie, Ghazi has got to learn that he's got to take responsibility for his own actions and his own fuck-ups, for as long as he keeps blaming other people, trying to attack them using the underhanded tactics, he's never going to get anywhere in this company. That's right, but of
0: course we remember last week, Gazi facing off against the Jebadook, that match ending in a DQ, when Gazi assaulted the Jebadook with that fire extinguisher before spraying it in the face of Papa Bliss, who had came out to save his old JXT comrade. And then Gazi just absolutely brutalized Papa Bliss
1: in our entranceway. Of course, there's a horrible sight to watch. Ghazi and Papa Bliss—they used to be a a wonderful tag team together in JXD. They worked really well together, but they've had a they had a falling out, and Ghazi just can't seem to forgive the guy.
0: That's right, but Papa Bliss is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what the big Papa has to say? Ladies and gentlemen, dad, the dad, the dad, backstage here with a man who's been in the sights of the nightmare Ghazi in the past few weeks, Papa Bliss. Now, Papa, last week Gazi made it very clear that he would go to any lengths to assault you in that ring. I gotta know, how do you respond to this?
1: You know, a lot of people come to the main roster to get titles. Turn gold to get that Wrestlepalooza made of it. But not me. I came here because of one man and one man only. Gazi. And look, I know a
0: couple of weeks ago, I told Ghazi I was mad. I wasn't mad at him. I was just disappointed, right? Disappointed in the wrestler he had become. Disappointed in the actions he takes in the ring. Disappointed in how he carries himself. But Ghazi, I'm not going to lie to you, kid. You've beat me down in this ring. You've abused me, and you've tried to end my career by snapping my arm. I ain't disappointed anymore, son. I am one pissed off Papa Bliss, and I'm done dealing with you the nice way.
1: I'm done with talking. You see, you made it clear you ain't listening, and you made it clear you want to fight. So this Sunday in Resurrection, Papa Bliss ain't coming to talk. He's coming to fight. And Gazi, I'm going to give you some good old-fashioned corporal punishment when I take my foot and crack it against your skull over and over and over again. I'm gonna
0: beat you into this mat, and I'm going to decimate you until my words can finally press into that thick skull of yours, and you'll listen to me. Because this Sunday, I'm not beating you down for a pinfall. I'm not beating you down for a submission. I'm beating you down until you refuse to stand. I'm beating you down until you cannot move. I'm beating you down until Papa Bliss is the last man standing. And when it's all said and done, and you can't move anymore, it'll be time for Papa to teach you a thing or two. Well, Tibbs, you know Papa Bliss, he always comes to the arena looking happy, looking charming. A, a wholesome man
1: is Papa Bliss, but you can see just off that interview, Ghazi has taken this 2 far. Of course, Sills. Now listen, when you're a dad, when you're a father to your core, you have to understand that you got two gears to be in. And Papa Bliss, he just shifted into high gear, buddy
0: that is right that is going to be an absolutely epic last man standing match coming this sunday at resurrection but hey the biggest match on that card robert hill versus chuck gibbons the man's man versus the king of the hill and on the line is the biggest prize in the business the jwf world heavyweight championship
1: Oh, Silves, this is gonna be... I I might have said that Scotty Moore versus Big Cyrus was a car crash earlier. If that's right, this is a train explosion.
0: That's right. And and Tibbs, let's not forget, let's look at the past year. A year ago, these men weren't even in this company. We of course know Robert Hill debuting at Summerfest, Chuck Gibbons debuting earlier this year at the Regal Rumble. I mean both of these guys have had such banner years that they're going to be competing in the
1: main event and they haven't even hit their anniversary yet. Of course, Sills. Listen, Game recognized game here in the JWF and both of these gentlemen They have a very different style of game, but a lot of
0: that's right, but of course, like I said earlier, Chuck Gibbons last week with a big win pinning Big Cyrus Crane during a tag match, which also featured Robert Hill and Scotty Moore. And of course, Robert Hill, he prides himself on rarely being defeated in matches, prides himself on being unpinned and unsubmitted. And while he wasn't pinned or submitted, he was defeated last week. And you know that has to be itching and the
1: King of the Hills crawl. I have to say so, Sills, being in a losing effort, especially as champion and as somebody who is as dominant as Robert Hill is, it's gotta be it's gotta be getting at it, you know?
0: That's right, and Robert Hill is in our ring right now, so why don't we hear what the King of the Hill has to say?
2: So all week, Chuck Gibbons has been going around backstage saying that the mystique surrounding Robert Hill is gone.
3: He's saying that he proved
2: last week that I can be beaten when he dropped that fat ass Cyrus Crane onto his head and pinned him down and fed me my first loss, if that's what you want to call it as champion. Let me tell you something right now, boy. I don't give a damn about no win-loss records. I've had bullshit losses like that in the past, and as far as I'm concerned, they don't mean a goddamn thing. The sheer fact of the matter is, this Sunday, you can't win by countout, Chuck. You can't win by DQ. And you can't take this title away from me, no matter how hard you try! You see, last week, Chuck, you got to do what you do best. You got to run circles around the fat-ass punks that can't make it up the stairs without getting blown up and gassed out. You got to out-wrestle a guy whose biggest obstacle up until now was trying to get through the door of our damn Waffle House without trying to suck in his gut. You got to do what Chuck Gibbons does. Well, this Sunday, Chuck, I get to do what Robert Hill does best. And that's beat the living hell out of whatever sack of crap decides to step up to me and try to take me down. Because believe me, Gibbons, if you rewatch that match last week, I was in it for only a couple of minutes. And every single minute of that match was dedicated to causing you the most pain I could, in every way possible, to take you to the deepest, darkest place I could. And that was only a preview of what awaits you this Sunday. Because there will be no resurrection for the career of Chuck Gibbons after this. Just the biggest burial this company has ever seen. Well,
0: Tibbs... If you want to talk about emphatic statements ahead of a title defense, I think Robert Hill just made one right there. I mean,
1: if I was Chuck Gibbons right now and that beast was in my way, I don't know what I would be doing. You know what, Sills? They say that Robert Hill, he can only do one thing, and that's beat people up. But I think that they forget the fact that he can also terrify the living shit out of half the people on this planet by just looking at him.
0: That's right, but oh, wait a minute, looks like it's a good thing I'm not Chuck Gibbons Because what Chuck Gibbons is doing tonight is getting Robert Hill from behind Beautiful suplex, and the second, and a third Chuck Gibbons has just stormed the ring and he is taking Robert Hill to the suplex
1: barn <laughs> And Sills, that is it, that'll tell you exactly who Chuck Gibbons is right there He is not afraid that's right, but it looks
0: like he's not done. He's not done. He's setting up for the Olympic Slam, but no. Oh, big shot to the back from Robert Hill. And, Tibbs, look at that. Robert Hill just rolled out of the ring. Robert Hill's escaping up the ramp. Usually, that's where Robert would try to cause some punishment. But instead, if you had to ask me, it looks like Robert might be running
1: scared. I don't know, so It definitely looks like Robert Hill does not want to do anything with Chuck Gibbons in this ring right now. And I, I don't know if that's more an act of cowardice or if he wants to save all the pain for Sunday. That is right,
0: but what an epic brawl to lead us into this Sunday's resurrection pay-per-view. We've got Big Cyrus Crane versus Scotty Moore, Valkyrie, Ayana, Roanoke Boys versus Bananas in Pajamas in a steel cage, Bliss Gazi, Last Man Standing, and of course, as we just saw, Gibbons versus Robert Hill. And the only place to get it is on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. Boys, of course, spelled with a Z. Tibbs, let me tell you something. This is an absolutely banger of a pay we've got
1: coming this Sunday. Of course, Sills. And you know what? It, I pride myself on this pay-per-view doing what JWF does best. Keeping it fresh, keeping it easy, and keeping it lean.
0: That is right. But until next time, remember to support us at patreon.com slash BS, or pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Mmm. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.